0: shine out of nowhere's fifth episode five episode already yeah (laughs) following your dreams most people who have achieved their dreams say follow your dreams what is this what exactly does it describe what we should do where do these uh, dreams take us in today's world Even questioning what your dreams are has become a luxury. People suppress um, their inner voice in such issues, even in our most basic needs. Even in simple matters such as eating, sleeping, we suppress our inner voice. Actually, our body sends us signals. It says, don't consume so many carbohydrates every day, my friend. It says, I can't lift this much. I swear it's too heavy. I swear I can't lift it. But we are still doing what we know. Or you say, you are a night person, but you should get some sleep. You know, you're tired. You may be able to survive, but you need to rest more, my friends. But no, we ignore it again. So, why we ignore such simple things? Now, what is this issue of dreams? Where should we hear? Where should we listen? Where does that voice uh, come from? Is is there a voice uh, inside us? Is it important to follow your dreams? Or where are these people going who followed their dreams? Let's run after one of those people. Let's hear his story from him without stopping him from his path, only by accompanying him. Miguel Pinto, the manager of my organization in Amanant. Miguel is an engineer, but he hasn't been an engineer for years. Before I introduce you to the life full of surprises of this beautiful hearted person, let me tell you a little bit about how I met Miguel and uh, why I have been in Amarant for seven months. This episode will be a bit long. Actually, I came to Amarant, to Casa de Juventude, to this beautiful family, by an advert. I saw at 11 o'clock one night the ASK project in Portugal, Hmm. which I read without knowing where the road would lead me. The document was mentioning an organization in Portugal whose aim is to promote healthy living to young people and to follow the principles of sustainability, include a vegetarian restaurant, Hosts international projects from many countries where happy people work together with excitement every day with new, original, and creative ideas. Which is CJ. I applied. One holiday when I was walking down the street under the rain when I least expected it. I saw their mail. Oh my God, I, I was too late. The time had to reply to the mail had passed. I returned with answer, anxiously, but hopefully. And they answered back, positively. Meeting plans. The Zoom screen opened. Lots of notes about CJ, my dreams, what I want to do, and Miguel was in front of me. He said, there is no need to get excited. You have already been selected. We can chat comfortably. If there is something you want to ask, <laughs> then we had a chat. See you in Amarant. And uh, we have been working in Amaranth with our dear manager for seven months. He taught me not to wait and to take action. Let's listen to Miguel and his inspiring life from him. So, welcome to Shine Out of Nowhere. (laughs) You are my first um, guest. And um, um, I'm really happy that you accept my request and uh, you gave my time. You gave your time (laughs) to me and uh, to the listeners. And um, I hope you enjoy also. Between um. questions. <laughs> so. Okay. That's it for the beginning. <laughs> so, uh can you uh describe yourself like who you are, uh what you're doing and uh, what is your uh, role?
1: <laughs> so, I'm um I'm a Portuguese um, I'm a local, I was born in Amarante. I studied forestry, I'm a forest engineer that because of a European opportunity changed completely his life. Um, by chance, by luck, by destiny, I was the first Portuguese EVS, European Voluntary Service volunteer in the 90s, and I got the chance to, to make a a volunteering experience in Italy, Milan, uh, in ninety seven, that showed me completely different possibilities, and I, step by step, decided to change my life, so to become what I am now, the manager of the youth center of Amarant, that is both a center and a hostel where uh, we provide lo- to local youngsters the possibility to participate in mobility projects all over the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me. Thank you. I will like to uh, ask uh, a bit deeper about uh, these uh, things like yeah. these lines on your life uh but I want to first uh, ask you that uh, a question that I don't know we we don't know um can you tell me about your childhood and um about to growing up in amarante and um also i heard that your mom is a teacher was a teacher of you yeah yeah. (laughs) so i really curious about like uh, how was it in how how it affected in your life Uh,
1: definitely um i I had a normal childhood i'm very active i've been always very active so i was a very uh, active kid or uh, children when i was born Um, always willing to do everything and i don't know how and and where, but always I have this idea that if I want to do something, I have to do it by myself. So I was never waiting the state or the local authorities or whoever else to to offer me what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's why from early stages in my growing, uh, I've been always connected with organizations, with uh, free time activities, with things like this. I remember I I went to the scouts with eight years old So I went to sleep outside home with eight years old already in a camp with scouts. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, soon I started to play uh, sportive activities with teams. When I was nine in volleyball, when I was 15 in handball, later football and always tennis. That is my Mm -hmm. true passion. Uh, So I've been always involved. But again, it was difficult to to play these sports, to do these activities. Step by step, I started to understand how to create the conditions for those things to happen in my life. For example, I'm the founder of the Tennis Club of Amarant Mm -hmm. because I wanted to play tennis, as Mm -hmm. I'm the founder, one of the founders of the local cinema club, because I wanted to see cinema like other youngsters, and Amaranth had no possibilities. Mm -hmm. And many other organizations I created in my my story and my life because I Mm needed so Mm -hmm. uh, let's Mm -hmm. say by a selfish good reason to to be able to to have those opportunities that we were seeing others having them in TV or in the newspapers, but not being able to have them in a marant. Mm -hmm. So that's me, yeah. Uh, Now my mother. My mother was my teacher, the the old school model. So it was Mm -hmm. very hard to be the son of the teacher because I had to be always the example for the others. And that made me what I am today. I'm always more taking care of others than of myself. Mm -hmm. that's a lot from the education I got in the beginning because I was always pointed by my mother to be the example to (laughs) the others, so I couldn't (laughs) be myself. (laughs) And that's something that when you are known in a small city like Amaranth, it's uh, hard because you cannot really be yourself. You are not free enough to be yourself.
0: Everybody knows. And that's why I
1: love to be always traveling where I can really be myself without so much, uh, local control, let's call it like this. But mm-hmm. in a way, it brings you the values of responsibility and taking care of your community. Mm-hmm. I had to be the example to my colleagues at school, otherwise my mother would, would, uh, mm-hmm. would make me <laughs> suffer. <laughs> and uh, I had to be after the example, as I am today, for many other NGOs and the local citizens. They see uh, some qualities that, for sure, they were coming from my mother's when she was teaching me uh, mm-hmm. to be a grown-up.
0: Mm-hmm. But how we, how she was um, teaching, like how, we, because some of my teachers were so strict for yes, everything. She,
1: she was from the old school, so yes, okay. she was very strict, was, conservative, okay. but doing the, the, the education as it was done in the 70s and 80s, so yes. she was following the protocol, mm-hmm. and she was very, very good teacher. I, I recognized this, so I learned a lot, I became smart enough, because of her but again without this possibility to enjoy more life as i should mm. <laughs> when i was younger mm. but i understand it it's normal that i had to be the example and i was also using using that that uh, advantage in my favor, because I was the son of the teacher, so I was also uh, playing with my colleagues because of that. It's normal, it's Mm -hmm. it's part of our growth. It demands a lot. I had to make all the homeworks, I have always to be the the first one doing things, so I had a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. on me, but I got used to it, and that's the story of my life, to be under pressure and to solve the problem. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so also, can you describe for me the like um, how can you describe amarante for you this is uh, because i i came here like 6 months ago and i see if i describe it for me it's like a fairy tale city in some parts like yeah, you many, can't imagine
1: many many participants uh, in our project since we started they say this is like a resort or a fairy yeah. tale yeah of course we are locals we don't and that's usually uh, what happens with locals we don't recognize how much <laughs> lucky <laughs> we <laughs> are but in, yeah. but, uh, in fact I'm, I'm a bit different from the usual because i i do i do recognize but again bringing my childhood to the to the to that to the to the to the discussion because I was truly happy when I was young. Here. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just jumped from from primary school to, to, to work and the, in the middle, that's I would say the best period of my life because mm-hmm. I grew up in, I'm looking to your computer and I see the river and I grew yes. up there. <laughs> yeah, I grew up exactly there. Uh-huh. All my youth was Underwater, let's say, Mm -hmm. I was always consuming the river from 9 a.m. till 7 p.m. for dinner. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. I had a boat. I was always taking the the nature and the river of Amaranth as a a place to stay with my friends. So I was really happy, enjoying every day, very active life, very Mm -hmm. sportive, very, very, uh, let's say, friendly life. Uh, And that just happened because I was part of Amaranth. Amarant has amazing conditions for us to be happy would say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes we don't recognize it, but I, la- I lived in Porto six years, and I know why I moved from Porto to Amarante. It's clear mm-hmm. for me, so I would not go back yes. uh, in this in this approach. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But also I know Amarante's uh, some bad face too. <laughs> and also I'm curious about that um, because in the middle of Amarante, there is Rio Tamega, and uh, this river can get like uh, higher and higher. Yeah. So I really curious that in these moments uh, mm, when the river got crazy yeah. and the, the, the city flood, with yeah, uh, floods the full city. of water, how was the situation? I can tell you that
1: uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, some of these major uh, events uh, in winter because mostly in my seven first years of life, I was living downtown. So I remember to, to, to use a boat in the in downtown where you mm-hmm. have the tourist office and so on. So that part was completely flooded. So I remember to, 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 to use a boat to travel mm-hmm. in, the, in the streets of Amaranth when I was a little kid. But uh, let's say later in time, uh, we had really a huge flood that almost um, destroyed uh, downtown. Uh, and the, even the bridge was under risk because of the high pressure, and it was in 2000 something, um, that was really incredible. The power of nature in Amaranth is really is really visible, and even though the river is controlled by some uh, some uh, human infrastructures mm-hmm. for production of e- energy, still there is always the limit where they need to open the the um, the water, and the cities after are always under risk such as amarant such as Porto after mm-hmm. and uh, many others so it's like a, a, a chain that affects most of the cities that are under this river or for the Douro river that is the one uh, mm-hmm. that follows um, our river mm-hmm. so yes um, we the, the the river is part of our heritage mm-hmm. for the best because i really enjoyed my life there but also for the worst as it is a place where um, people die, it's, we know all many, many sad stories about people that passed, passed, passed away because of the river. So yeah, it's an important element in our city, crucial
0: mm-hmm. for
1: the quality of life, but also something we, we, the locals, we respect a lot because we know how it can get mm-hmm. really crazy. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, for me, it was the first time that I see a river like this. I was thinking, we were calling the, our river as a storm The name of the river is storm, but then I called my family and said like, we have to change the name, forget (laughs) it. (laughs) It's it's not possible. (laughs) Because the north of Portugal (laughs) is
1: quite mountains. So when it rains a lot, the the mountains are very, very high and the the water quickly goes to the rivers and they grow up a lot. In some hours you can get five, six meters uh, of growth Mm-hmm. Uh, in Amaranth, it's crazy. You have to be yeah. always ready to move things, to change mm-hmm. things. If you live downtown here. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Let's pass to your university years. <laughs> so, mm, how was your decision to when you were choosing your facu- faculty? Like. Um, what is affected you to choose to be a forest engineer? Yeah,
1: um, again, um, I'm 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 really pragmatic as a person, and and I'm like I'm really an engineer in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my li- my life showed me that most most of the times uh, destiny, luck, and and uh, actually random things decided my the way the course of my life. So it's really interesting. although I'm really uh, pragmatic and trying to control everything, in the end, randomly things are happening. And uh, again, in my university moment, I applied for a different uh, studies that were not, I was not selected for that specific course at the university, and then this was like a plan B or C in my list. But it came out to be something really that I loved as a, as an experience, although I'm not already, I'm not any longer practicing, but it was fundamental because it's quite connected. What, what I studied there and what I'm doing now, I can see the connection because nature and outdoor activities were always part of forestry engineering. So all that, um, let's say calmness, all the values that are um, the, in the nature and in the forest are quite the same values that we are using here in the youth center of Amaret.
0: Mm-hmm. So, also in um, this university years or after or before, um, is is there someone in your life to like you really impressed that? I forgot the exact word. Actually, inspired. not inspired. Inspired, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, many people inspired me. Some, some specific teachers, some, some colleagues. So I, yes, I can, I can, uh, I can mention. I'm not very easy to get to be inspired by. <laughs> but, but, but yes, I can recognize some people in my my life that really inspired me. Even when I was a volunteer in Italy or when I travel around the world, I really met inspiring people. Uh, in many different fields. Also, when I was studying, I remember one two teachers that were really inspiring to all of us. Mm-hmm. They were really good communicators, good uh, persons. So we, they could really pass the, mat- the 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 topics they were the subjects they were they were teaching in in, in a proper way. Because sometimes university is really boring because it's mm-hmm. just uh, a collection of information that you could read without mm-hmm. being there. And so. People that can inspire you, attracts you to this or that specific field mm-hmm. inside the, the studies you are doing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, in this during these years, because of our generation is all the time living this situation, I think all of us, in also, are volunteers, that we are worried about a lot of things. So, were you worried about? The, um, some specific things in these years, like in your life, or you were <laughs> clear. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I, 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 my life is not a fairy tale, so I had mm-hmm. really, really uh, big, big problems, uh, mostly because of my dreams. So when I'm a dreamer, if I dream too much, sometimes I get troubles because of that. But also at the same time, I'm very competitive and I'm very, mm, let's say, strong to t- resilient and strong to, f- to solve the problem, to turn the problem into an opportunity. Uh, for example, when I finished my volunteering process of program in the 90s, I, bring, I, br- I started in Portugal this fair trade movement, and I opened a lot of shops. I had shops in Lisbon, Porto, everywhere. I was really becoming something, really, not me, but the organization, the fair trade organization behind, was becoming really strong, and then, because of the financial situation of Portugal in, the, in 2008, we bankrupt completely. So mm-hmm. all the shops were closed. I had to, to fire many, many workers. It was a, a mess, a disaster for my personal dreams, objectives, and goals. But I didn't give up. Although everybody, my friends, everybody was telling me you need to give up, stop, mm-hmm. because you are ruining your life. You are so smart, you are so this and that, and you are destroying <laughs> your life in you mm-hmm. because of your dreams. But I didn't, I didn't follow their their suggestions, although I understand what they mean. But I kept fighting for my values, for for my dreams, and in the end, now it's, I turned completely and they, now they say, wow, it's incredible. You are able to resist and to, to to move forward with, without conditions. I, uh, it's, I don't say it so much times in public, but uh, there was a moment that we had more than 300,000 euros of debt.
0: Uh-huh. So,
1: and today zero, so we paid everybody. We, we, we fixed <laughs> our problems without any kind of support, public, any kind of public support. We were able with work, I was working night and day, doing all kind of possible uh, work to solve the problem step by step, and year after year, we were slowly resolving it, and now we are in a very good condition financially, but it was very hard, it was much. It would be much easier just to give up, mm-hmm. to declare uh, bankrupt, and then someone would close mm-hmm. the door, as we say mm-hmm. in Portuguese. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's not written, but I just want to ask that, um, there was any moment uh, that uh, you were thinking Maybe, okay, let's give up on this and let's turn back to forest yeah, engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'm smart enough to make always this kind of balance. Uh, but then my, I'm, I'm an emotional uh, person. So I always follow my heart, not my brains. So I, I am not rational deciding what matters to me. To others, yes, but when it matters to me, I, I follow my heart. And that sometimes is not the best, smartest mm-hmm. uh, way to, to deal, but that's mm-hmm. the way I am. So I will always put others in front of me, even if I will suffer from, usually my, my family suffers from that and many, <laughs> many others, but yeah, but that's the way I am. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. It's, it's how it is. Uh, and the results are always always really impressive because no matter if I'm not that able to to, to support myself, I see that all oh, my family, director and director, so proud of what I'm doing. So yeah, in the end, the results are there. The recognition is, is clear. And for me, it's a sign that uh, it was worth to make these sacrifices in my life in the past to be able now to be in this position.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were uh, mentioning destiny but are you really thinking it was a destiny or um, it was like your curiosity
1: Yeah I don't know we can we can call it as 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 we want depending on the question but I clearly started to believe in something else than just uh you you study you are good you get you get opportunities not always like this and sometimes we just have to be luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always remember a situation, personal situation that I would I will always, for some others, maybe they call it faith, I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> you, can, you can choose how to, to frame it. Yeah. I remember always, it's always in my mind, some years ago, many, like five, I don't, 10, 15 years ago, I was driving a car and if everything would happen in a normal situation, I would die. I had incredible accident. Mm. and I should be dead now and since that day I believe that there's something really destiny whatever that told me that told <laughs> not <laughs> for me to today because I like a dog crossing the highway I was going really fast mm-hmm. and I, I made like it's crazy I don't know how I am here today I nothing happened I survived to an unbelievable situation so I trust that sometimes we are protected and we, we have a a uh, story to tell and maybe we are protected to do it. The same when I made my EVS. I found a, this credible paper in a place I never go in my city. It's So it has to be something else it's because I would never go there. I, I've been there two times in my life and I've been there in the exact moment where the paper was and it changed my life. So, And again, the youth center who knows the story, it's clearly an com- incredible combination of factors. So. It, Abandoned place and opportunity. I had just I had financial problems in Porto, I moved to Amaranth, so all together, wow, there's a place to, for me to manage. It's really, really lucky. Then there was a political situation behind. It was a combination of incredible, we mm-hmm. can say mm-hmm. it's not only, of course I'm, I'm very active. Yeah, That helps. I if want you, to are, say you this. are not just waiting, like yeah. to come, uh, you, you need always to work for the luck. Yeah, I want to say yeah, this, because uh, let's yeah.
0: turn back to this paper. You've seen the paper. But you didn't just pass on. Yeah, because I'm very to observer. Life.
1: I'm always observing people. Yeah. I, I, I am very good uh, evaluator, let's say. So I don't know. But again, I follow my heart. Because uh, I was looking to a paper that was going to ruin my life, as my mother always say. <laughs> and in, in terms of what is it normal. It the same for my mom yeah, to come in yeah, <laughs> here.
0: Yeah, but for the normal <laughs>
1: society, it, in fact, it ruined. Because I was getting a big salary with a very good uh, work so uh, i destroy all my study plans mm-hmm. but i wanted to be happy i wanted to know myself so i i let i let the destiny or the paper mm-hmm. to decide, and i just but of course i went i went there so yeah. i i was you, went, active. you
0: called yeah I, I
1: made a move and i always do this this is me i don't i don't wait for things to happen i i with experience i changed of course i'm not so so, let's say, so arrogant, so, so stressed for people to tell me what I want. Now I learn how to be more patient, and so I understood better <laughs> the game of life in society, but uh, that's me, I always move. That's why I'm always the one starting something, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have that, that ability to start, uh, not waiting others to, to, to create the ideal conditions to start. I'm always starting things in the wrong moment, but mm-hmm. someone has to do it. Otherwise nothing changes. <laughs> so if you are always waiting the best conditions to start, mm-hmm. mm, it will never start.
0: Yes, so yes.
1: It was the same with fair trade. I started fair trade 20 years before I should.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: I would start it today, it would be very easy. Everybody understands. 20 years ago, phew,
0: yeah. no one understood
1: <laughs> and so on. And it's mm-hmm. always the same.
0: Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. the
1: restaurant, uh, to start a vegetarian restaurant in Marant is crazy. 15 years ago, now it's easy. Yeah, It's full of people, so, but okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, let's turn back to start. Um, your volunteering project that uh, I heard again from you that you were the first Portuguese volunteer. volunteer. Yeah. So how was your um, experience? How was the being a volunteer? Yeah. Now,
1: managing and coordinating volunteers uh, in, the, in the 21st century, it's, it's really it's funny to compare. I'm always, com- it's mm-hmm. inevitable to compare it, but it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. This has to be said and understood because the conditions were different. The world was different in the sense there was no communication tools as today, there was no technology, there was no internet, no mm-hmm. mobiles. So Social medias. So the, in a way, the experience was much stronger uh, as it is today. Mm-hmm. It's not good or bad, it's really different. So I was going, I, I was exchanging fax. So you imagine fax, uh, sending a fax to the organization and getting a fax as an answer. That's mm-hmm. the only paper I got. It was a fax paper that you could not even read. It was very bad fax. Mm-hmm. So that was my only paper to understand what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so you just offer yourself without for the unknown, really. And that's what I wanted. I wanted really to go to something I completely don't know. So in that sense, it works. And I was just waiting something to happen. And there was a guy with my name in the airport. And oh, okay, this part is done. <laughs> and so step by step, you start to understand that Okay, there, there's real people, there's a project behind, there's things to do. But then you are really, really... I was working 60 hours per week, I think. And now I'm, I, I'm always teasing the volunteers because they are always complaining if they do five or <laughs> 10 hours per week. This is yeah. really ridiculous comparing <laughs> with what we right. are doing because we are so excited to do it. Mm-hmm. It was different because it, it was my first time ever outside Portugal. It was the first time everything. So, wow, I was giving night classes of Portuguese. I was doing whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. very happy because also there was nothing else to do this is the major difference nowadays young people have a lot options so they have a lot to do always they can stay hours just using technology for nothing or for everything Mm -hmm. in my time there was nothing so if you were just in another country not having nothing to do was boring Mm -hmm. so you you were happy to have really a lot to do because there was nothing else you Mm -hmm. couldn't just go to the Mm to your to your to your mobile to do whatever so yeah in that sense uh, it was i really used the opportunity to to visit Italy, to know a lot of people, to get engaged with a local community. I still have friends there from that period. And mostly I became a volunteer on Fair Trade, supporting local organizations in Milan. And that's why I brought the the movement to Portugal.
0: You met with Fair Trade there, right?
1: Yeah, as Mm -hmm. a consumer and also a volunteer. Mm -hmm. So I remember I I started to make some Christmas packages that were then selling to to, to raise, to, to, to get funding for, to support the uh, project in Africa and so on. So I was preparing mm, packages, Christmas uh, packages with fair trade products. And so I, I started to go, what is this coffee? Yeah. And so I went to the shop. In Milan, there was a lot of shops still today. Uh, and then I got to know some volunteers. Some of them were also working the same place as I, as Italian volunteers, so yeah. Mm -hmm. I started to enjoy, I started to meet them, to go to some specific trainings. And then, step by step, I decided to open it in Portugal.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you explain for us, uh, to the people who don't know, um, what is fair trade exactly?
1: So not to bother uh, the audience, I would (laughs) say in a short, short, very short Mm -hmm. fashion, we can explain fair trade with eight words. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's always a geopolitical, Mm divergence between the north and the south of the world, between rich people and poor people, between consumers and producers, between um, less developed countries and rich countries in the world. And in a sentence, we can say that for too much time, the north that is consumer, rich and small in terms of population is exploiting by trading the south. That is composed by many farmers, many small realities. So a lot of people, producer, without dignity conditions to live. So this mm-hmm. this this difference between this gap between the two worlds uh, is in a way uh, compensated by fair trade principles that pay what is fair for the production in the south.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, mm, except for this, that. Uh, I understood. Also, you bring some things uh, to the to to these generations of volunteers here, because you said like you were uh, giving also night uh, lessons to Portuguese. Now some of us are giving also lessons. So also, did you bring from that um, past volunteering to the these volunteers? Yeah, some activities. A, a, always
1: we are uh, we are. I'm, a, I'm I. believe in learning by doing. That's my approach in learn. There's many ways to learn. Some people learn in different styles. My style is learning by doing. I think Mm -hmm. when you do something, you learn how to do it. And so it's easier for you to pass to others. So I learned a lot when I was a volunteer myself and when I, after, traveled to many, many projects and countries, so I got a lot of ideas, a lot of uh, experiences that I was able to, uh, to apply when it was my turn to organize and to host volunteers. So it's always easier when you've been a volunteer and you know what are the main needs. Uh, but I would say that year after year, we are changing the our, let's say, project proposals because the, the world changes, the, the opportunity is changing. So some things are there as a pillar, but not everything.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your volunteering project is finished and you directly turn back to Amarante with to be like with the idea of staying in Amarante or uh, it just uh, grew.
1: I would say that um, Amarante after my volunteering experience it changed for me of course, I, I, I changed some friends, I changed some habits, mm-hmm. some, some, uh, some way of thinking, some, compo- some behaviors changed so I became a person that was a different person and that was not so nice for, for the city, it's, I have to say. It. And mostly I came as a, someone strange. At that period was different. Nowadays it's quite easy to do volunteering and, and, understand, and understandable. But for me, was the city was really like a bit feeling weird because I was a engineer, smart, and suddenly had this weird idea of doing volunteering and came back with weird ideas like fair mm-hmm. trade and whatever. So it was very hard to, to, to explain to my family, to my friends, to the community what I was um, going to do. But again, I don't care in the sense I when I have something in mind, I do it, no matter the difficulties. So I, I applied for a very interesting tool that the European Union had at that time that doesn't exist any longer, that was called Future Capital. So for the volunteers that, were, that have ended an experience like mine, they could access until 5,000 euros of budget to start
0: business. something, a business mm-hmm. or uh,
1: to, to develop an idea that they or got during the volunteering experience. So I used the 5,000 euros to buy products, fair trade products and to start a fair trade shop mm-hmm. in 1999 in Amarente. It was crazy because uh, for a couple of days, Amarante became the, the center of the world for Portugal. It was incredible how Portugal uh, and may, I, don't, I think they over, over considered it the the action, but really all Portugal was talking about it. It was crazy. I, even the direct newspapers, or live <laughs> newspapers, with mm-hmm. coming here, it was crazy. Oh, uh. I have new, I have a collection of newspapers from that <laughs> period with all first pages in the biggest national newspapers, TVs, it was really unbelievable. One mm-hmm. program stayed three hours in our shop, in a live uh, <laughs> program, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel really proud. Mm-hmm. The first TVS doing the first shop, everything the mm-hmm. first. I was even the volunteer of the year in, in <laughs> 2000, so it was really like some, a couple of years where uh, I was going to Brussels in a, in a regular um, time to be studied, to be, be to speak with these important politicians to understand how the youth work and youth policy could change in Europe for better so in a way preparing the future volunteering programs as we have today in Europe so I was really feeling proud and everything was making sense but the rent started to be not only the place where I was born but also like a, a place a safe place for me just to rest. So I was mm-hmm. always having my luggage ready in moment mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. just coming to change Potentate. my luggage. Mm-hmm. I was traveling like 20 times per year. It was crazy. During some mm-hmm. years I was completely going for, for knowledge, for contacts because I knew since the beginning that if I want to do this in my life, I need to have the basic things to survive uh, in this world that are contacts, networking, and, uh, and knowledge. So I was getting more competences and contacts that allowed me later to to start this project here in mm-hmm.
0: Maranta. Okay. Mm, what about the having vegetarian restaurant idea? How it's um, came into your mind? Uh,
1: to be honest, um, um, maybe some some uh, animal um, the defenders will not be so happy, but that was not the main reason. Uh, Behind It was mostly two reasons. So first, again, and uh, I'm quite a social entrepreneur, so I saw an opportunity in the market. Because there's no single restaurant, vegetarian restaurant still today in the whole region. Mm -hmm. So imagine 15 years ago. So I was bringing something that the market was demanding a bit, but there wasn't offer. So whatever I would do, I would be again the first doing, and that's always a value uh, for the market. So you are starting something new. But mostly because for my studies at university and for everything I learned with Fair Trade, we needed to offer something more sustainable. So I just wanted to compensate the amount of meat that Amaranth is eating by offering a solution or an option that is not meat solution. So I was not doing like everybody else, once again. So I was not opening just another uh, restaurant with a, with a normal diet, but making something that was more meaningful. And, Connected with the values we are standing for in fair trade, in uh, in in our organization, because our organization promotes healthy lifestyles through sports and food. And food, uh, clearly, the Portuguese diet is not balanced. Mm-hmm. It's too much, uh, too much meat or or uh, this kind of uh, offer. So by offering a vegetarian option, I could. Tell the, the community what are our principles, what are what is the way we believe for the future, and also starting and this is for me the most successful part, starting to change the participants and volunteers we are uh, hosting because by having only this option we are changing the habits of people mm. who we are working with in regular like basis, in a short time, long term, everybody was eating our food. Uh, and now everybody's is happy. In the beginning, it was difficult, like always. We had no clients. We had people complaining. Oh, there's no the typical food, hamburgers or whatever that is typical for young people. But I believe that we don't, sh- we shouldn't give what youngsters want. We should give them what they need or t- what what is the best for them. So mm-hmm. I went for that. It's the, it's a di- it's a harder way. It's not a short a short way to 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 find the solution, but it's the best way.
0: Mm -hmm. But were you connected with uh, the farms, uh, with the gardening before and uh, because I'm thinking that um, this idea, most of the people who really, really into meat and uh, prefer only meat, most of the people doesn't like even the vegetables and uh, this, but were you into this before like knowing Gardening, Uh, can, If
1: you can put in me a quality, besides punctuality, that's the only one I recognize in myself. It's I'm punctual, I'm always on time. Uh, The second one I would say is that I kind of predict the future. So maybe I'm a magician, I don't know (laughs) how to call it. But (laughs) what I I wanted to say is that it seems, without knowing, but looking to my story of Uh, life, that. that I'm always ahead of time. Uh-huh. I always know the future,
0: uh-huh. and I, I,
1: if I if I go back to the 90s, I have public statements, I, I see some documents that I wrote, papers that, and I see things I said that are happening now. So mm-hmm. it, f- I feel really proud of this because, again, it's hard because you started in the wrong moment. Because mm-hmm. when you start the future in the present, you suffer. Mm-hmm. But, but that's how I've been always uh, doing. When I look back, I don't do it on purpose, I just, I feel that this is the way, so I point on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that in the future, it will be like this. Mm-hmm. I have statements in the 90s saying, in 20 years, you will mm-hmm. see that vegetarian will be the, the main thing. Mm-hmm. So and fair trade will be completely random, and everybody will understand it. And I was saying it in the 90s without knowing the future, of mm-hmm. course. So mm-hmm. it's really funny that, in a way, I'm bringing the topics that will be the future to the present. And someone mm-hmm. has to do it. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, can you tell us about uh, CJ, EQUASAO, and AMC connection?
1: Uh, So, um, (laughs) yeah, it's easy. Uh, CJ is a youth center, so it's a building that belongs to the city, so it's public property, and it's managed by AMC, that is a local association that we started in 1993. appears later in 2007, and it's a fair trade cooperative that some based organizations like AMC created. So it it has inside individuals and organizations that decided to to promote fair trade in a more systemic way, in a more strategic way, and to distribute products in Portugal. So we decided to create Equação for the fair trade part, but AMC is much older. It's celebrating this year 30 years. And it's the one that has the responsibility to manage uh, the youth center after this, again, a pioneer agreement with the municipality that was the first agreement between public and private sphere to manage a youth center in Portugal. So basically Mm -hmm. these are the differences. One is a local association, AMC, other is a fair trade cooperative at national level. And the CJ is just a space. It has no personal figure. But is how we call it. We call everything everything CJ. It's easier for people to understand. That's why we, we mess up mm-hmm. with the words. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, you somehow figured it out with the municipality and with uh, take this place as a casa de juventude, and uh, somehow it's uh, everything went very well. Um, after that, um, how was the first? volunteers um, in c j have you um, i don't know actually really how is this process to call volunteers and uh, so um
1: it's okay okay we don't have the whole, all, all the world all the, all the time of the world to explain, but mm-hmm. let me try to to rephrase it quickly so the process of getting the youth center was very hard difficult and time and time consuming it was not just one day to the other, but again, I show it a bit. I, I invented a, a, a bit again the way to get things because this was an amazing place, abandoned in the city center. It's very well located. It's amazing. But no one was using it and the, the politicians had other ideas to, to make it. They just wanted to make an hostel like all your hostels in Portugal and in Europe. But I had different ideas and when I saw that they were not agreeing between them what to do, I made a proposal. So I, I made something different from the usual. I didn't complain, I didn't, I just went to the assembly, to the politicians, said, guys, I have a s- proposal for this. But of course, I use it all my credibility, all my story, all my background, my competences to make it really attractive. And that's why I invited both the National Youth Structure and the National Agency of Erasmus to support my idea. So they send with, uh, with, uh, with let's say, with my, With my knowledge, they send uh, recommendation letters to the municipality saying, come on guys, trust Miguel, you can make really Mm -hmm. something special in your place. And that's how the story uh, starts. And of course, those letters in a way were expressing to the city that in case they give us the place, the strategy that I wrote for the next 10 years, for example, would have financial support. For example, by approving uh, Erasmus projects in the coming years. And in fact, when I started to apply to Erasmus volunteering projects, the youth changes. they came approved. And so I had the conditions to start hosting volunteers. In the beginning it was hard because uh, the volunteers were coming and we had not so much for them to do.
0: Like mm-hmm. always in the
1: beginning, why? Because mm-hmm. I had no local partners to mm-hmm. involve them. Why? Because they didn't trust us still. So uh, we were, um, using the first two years of the project mostly to achieve two goals the first to be clear on the values so no mistake this is these are the values we believe we stand for if you don't wait us to change our values we want to change your values so mm-hmm. we don't want to change our values mm-hmm. this was clear message to the youngsters to the community and second was we need you only together with the community we can reach our values Mm-hmm. And so we started to invite local partners for, for uh, to accept our volunteers in a regular basis. And one by one, we were able to enter in the social institutions. It was very hard. They didn't. They all say no in the beginning. No, no, it's not legal. No, no, it's not possible. No, no, it's, it's very difficult because the clients mm-hmm. are very hard. Everybody was putting problems everywhere. But again, I not I didn't give up. And we entered once. They liked. And one step by step, we were getting more credibility, more respect for the community, and the volunteers the, the, themselves, they were crucial. I call them my strikers. Volunteers are my strikers <laughs> in the community because they are making goals every day for the, in the name of the youth center. So as much good they do, the better the relations and the credibility mm-hmm, of the youth mm-hmm, center, mm-hmm. of course. Step
0: by step. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, What is your dream of uh, or view for Amarante or CJ in 20 years?
1: Okay, I can even say less. Uh, (laughs) In uh, in one of my last public speeches, I said that uh, my dream, because I'm also always trying to do things new, so maybe it's time to start thinking in the future of, uh, in the present of CJ. I clearly think that we should become more and more. like an educational reference. Mm-hmm. So I think education paradigm is changing in the world. Everybody's putting education as a priority, and especially changing the way we are educating people. Why? Because the world changed, and no longer we don't need education to be producing workers for the market, but mostly we need education to produce citizens to the world. Mm-hmm. And that is a big change. Mm-hmm. And the, the the educational institutions are not ready for this change because they are used to prepare workers for the, for the market but now the market needs citizens uh, that have values that have and they understand the complexity of the world and not only they are experts in this or that and so i think we in non formal organizations or working with non formal education have a big role in the future of education mm-hmm. and this place can be really a, what i call i was in a very offensive, not offensive, but in a very provocative way. Uh, we'll organize this year a seminar, call it, uh, "Is Your School God? But that sounds really, really, <laughs> because God means green, outdoor, uh-huh. and um, democratic. Mm-hmm. So this <laughs> is the initials of green, outdoor, and democratic, and of course it's provocative, it should be. But in, in a way it's asking uh, the, the, the participants about um, how is their learning environment and school because mm-hmm. we need really to create these kind of schools in the world that are yes. bringing democracy as a value, that are bringing and using outdoor and uh, green topics as uh, something meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is how I see my my future and the future of this or other equ- equivalent places. They are becoming more and more informal, non-formal educational
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: institutions, let's call
0: it. I can say from my perspective that Mm, it was the greatest thing that I learned in uh, CJ, the non-formal education. Yeah. Also, I met here with this uh, verse, idea. and uh, yeah, fully my perspective changed, so we need to share this yeah. a So, mm, there is only a couple of questions.
1: Yeah,
0: it's okay. For young people, who's interested in to be a youth worker. What can you suggest?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, if you have the passion to travel and uh, let's say the, um, the human and values that are crucial to, 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 to make the difference, I strongly invite you to follow this field of work because it's really a passion. It's, I don't call it even a work. It's really something that you get in passion too to be able to change and to create impact on youngsters, it's amazing. And I felt always, because I was lucky, being the first volunteer, and the, using so much uh, opportunities that Europe gave to me, I felt always this this uh, responsibility to share and to allow others to, to have the same luck as I had. Um, and that's also a big reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I think you need to have this these two two passions one to travel and to know the world not to close yourself in your in your comfort zone and second you need to have values uh, because it's important to have the right to have good youth workers because you workers without values they can create a tremendous bad impact on youngsters. so it's very mm-hmm. important also for whoever is creating and producing youth workers i mean it's universities Uh, institutions, they really have to care on the values they are passing to the workers Mm -hmm. because this is really a special part of the work. Uh, To work with youngsters means to work with the future. Mm -hmm. So we need the values to be there all the time. Otherwise, we are creating other kinds of citizens that we dislike, and we then we need to understand why they act like they act in the future. So it's important that youth workers, they have values, and they are passionate by their work.
0: Okay, some uh, questions, uh, personal. (laughs) Uh, Can you share with us? Because I know you have a son, which is so cute. (laughs) Can you share with us um, the lesson that you wanted to give him?
1: Immediately comes to my mind opposite. I'm getting lessons every day from him. So <laughs> uh, it's easier to say <laughs> what I learn with what him. Learn? Yeah, because <laughs> your life changes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, all fathers are saying this, but mm-hmm. it truly changes your life mm-hmm. when you have you have a son. And uh, Alberto, my son, changed completely my life. So if there's a lesson to learn, I am the one mm-hmm. learning the lesson, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's changing my life. Uh, but the, the lesson that I mostly are trying to pass to him is, of course, the values. And that's why we are always bringing Alberto to the nature, to travel, to to know people that are different from him, uh, from different backgrounds, from different countries, from different realities, no matter. Uh, So this is something that uh, we hope in the future will be valuable for him, to understand that we live in a different multicultural society. And uh, the second is, and this is a struggle, it's to be more active. So, uh, because we always try to make our sense as our image. I shouldn't, but of course it's a temptation. Mm-hmm. And I really would like him to be as active as I, I was because mm-hmm. it's so exciting life. I, I never, re- I, I sleep not so much because I'm active. <laughs> and this is how I see life. It's something we should use and, and uh, take all, all profit and not just let it go. Let's really enjoy life. Uh, as as maximum as possible. So these values of being sportive, active, being uh, caring about others, and not just waiting for uh, things to happen is for me the value I would like him to to take, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm, And the last question. Are you happy?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, clearly, I'm, I'm much more happy now than 10 or 20 years ago. So if we have like a happiness scale, I'm I'm more happy. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes it's not so visible because I have much more responsibility. And that maybe confuses people, but inside I feel much more stable and happy as as in in previous year where maybe I was uh, showing more happiness outside, but less happy inside. It's also a kind of balance. I can see it very clearly. Mm -hmm. In the past I was much more uh, social and uh, let's say sh- sharing happiness because i was building something mm-hmm. so i needed to be empathic and to 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 show around that this is the way so i'm happy with this way but even if inside i was struggling to to survive and to be enough happy to keep the the, the fight and now it's the opposite i feel much more stable and happy inside I don't need to, to express so much happiness outside. <laughs> it sounds weird, <laughs> but that's, that's me,
0: yeah. That's why, like, uh, when you get old and yeah. old and old. Yeah, maybe we get <laughs> that's more the grumpy. M- that's the that's the mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if you want to add something,
1: no, no, it was a pleasure to, to do. I don't, I don't know so much what I was doing, so <laughs> as I told you in the beginning, so no matter the result of what we were doing, I, I, I appreciate it because I like to to share my story. Uh, and I hope it's useful for whatever uh, uh, you you need and for the, the, the ones who are listening us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I hope it was useful and we are me and I'm always happy to share it with youngsters.
0: Yeah. hmm Thank you so much. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs>